0: This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at littleempirepodcast.com and on Twitter at littleempirepod. Are
1: you going to play that dastardly intro into again? Ow! Oh, this movie's still fine. There's a colleague after... One of them dies, that
0: guy's screw. One of them's a hothead, his name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. <laughs> Oh. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Hello and welcome to The Worst Idea of All Time, episode 35, with me, Spinley Timbly Wimbly, And me, Guy Montgomery. We're together, we're in one place and we're very happy about it. This we is are, actually We are
1: together, Tim. Yeah. Um, just right out of the gates I would like to say that we are most certainly not in one place. We're mobile, we're agile, we're moving.
0: <laughs> yeah, we are, we're on the move. I, I was just going to say before we really kick into high gear here, Guy... Because I'm ready for a real high-energy podcast this week. Real um, big showy, a lot of fireworks. Yeah. A lot of uh, big displays of friendship. Certainly, I imagine
1: we're going to see a few different varieties of bird.
0: Yeah. Before we get into that, though, this is on the stream, on the official stream, the first time we've been together in quite a while. Yes. We've been separated by land and sea, sky and ocean, for several weeks now. Um, we actually got together over the weekend to do the live potty fest. Yeah. And it was great, except for the fact that it didn't record. Um,
1: yeah, I know. It's interesting, insane. isn't it? If, uh, <laughs> I'm sure we've got to ask this question of ourselves before by virtue of the number of times the recording's gone down the tubes. And as a sidebar to that, the fact that we're doing one on the move again, very questionable decision making. <laughs> we've true. already just lost an episode. Yeah. But, um, If a podcast is discussed but not actually recorded, is that really a podcast? Well,
0: it is in our case, because I did have the uh, good grace in the moment to grab a video camera and tape the episode that way while we were doing the live record. So um, we're going to put that up on the Patreon. Um, So anyone who's giving us any amount of money on the Patreon will get access to that episode. But the benefit now... Is we are now episode 35 and watch 35 we're back up to sync because of t- of course we took a week off to watch Sex and the city 2 which got us out of sync and now we're back in sync are we in we sync we should though? go the other
1: way because uh, this way is a, what's this way it's a kind of dead end that way lies in, madness um memory. are we up to sync though you've watched the movie now two times more <laughs> than the amount of podcasts we've done about it and i have watched have it I? well yeah cuz you had to watch it once uh, alone yeah. Yeah. And then if the, if what we watched on Sunday doesn't count, <laughs> then that means that, I mean, just by virtue of our. No, no, no. No, hold on. We were one down because of Sex in
0: the City 2, and then we got. We got up because the.
1: Oh, fuck, I don't know. I don't Can get we just bogged say we're back in, in semantics. Sick? Yeah, yeah, look, it, it feels better, it sounds better. Yeah. We are also surrounded by the deafening cry of crickets. Yeah, it's not that hot. I don't know why they're going so hog wild out here. I mean, we are amongst, you know, a selection of very dry trees. Maybe this is the dead end bit, actually. Well, what what does it matter, Tim? Uh, we've just watched the movie again. We were lying on your bed. Very comfortable. We watched it on a projector. Yeah. So it was... Uh, Quite a different visual experience in that you you really got the cinematic scope of what they were trying for. Probably the closest we've come to actually appreciating the movie as it was intended. Yeah, that's true.
0: Uh, Uh, Just because something's big doesn't make it good though. And that was laid to bear as we were laid to rest today. Watching We Are Your Friends for the 35th time. Still not a big fan of that film. Just waiting for that turn, you know waiting
1: for that moment where i go ah oh, i get it now it's not going to come we're in the we're really in the trenches at the moment it's uh, i think once you crack 40 you feel like you're going downhill yeah but you, this is genuinely what this is is we're you know in a rowing boat in the middle of the ocean horizon stretches as far as we can see in any direction and we're rowing and without having any landmarks anything to measure ourselves against it's very difficult to know if we're moving you know, we could be staying still. Now We could be rowing in the wrong direction. From memory, and I never
0: I never did physics, I wasn't that good at math, but I think that's called uniform motion, where something's going in just a completely constant rate and there's no point of reference to measure yourself against. It's like if you were in some sort of space vehicle that was going like a million miles an hour, but there was no friction or you couldn't see anything, you wouldn't actually know that you were in motion. Yeah. That's us.
1: That is what it feels Careening
0: like. Careening across the sky.
1: It's a terrifying feeling.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we could hit something at maximum impact and die. Maximum Joseph impact. That would be uh, that
1: would be release. Uh, you know, like I, in spite of the fact that it was bigger, the audio was louder. Mm. We were role playing uh, as yourself, Tim, and your fiance Zoe throughout the duration <laughs> of the watch. Um, we I, didn't get too method, though. I'll add. Well, well actually, I'll leave that to your imagination, yeah. dear listener. And also to my own, because I don't know what goes on in the privacy of your bedroom with oh, you true. and Zoe. Yeah, mine. My, uh, my performance today was my best approximation. Uh, yeah, in spite of all these different factors, it just—it was just another day at the office. Just another day going in there, putting your punching your time card in at nine a.m., sitting at your computer, probably cumulatively getting about thirty minutes work done, then clocking out at five. Isn't that the outrageous thing about office work,
0: eh? I remember that from working for the for the man for the government. There's so many people. I consider myself a reasonably hard worker, but there's so many people just rocking in there, Re- like just they could be fired and there would be no perceivable difference to the amount
1: of work being done uh, in the office. I think that's the most demoralising aspect of it, right? Is if you if you take a step back and look at you know if you if you look at it from a broader perspective, it's like if you, <laughs> this is a dangerous territory to get to in terms of uh, our livelihood, but if you stop doing your job, yeah. who does that impact?
0: What difference does that make? There's so few people who can confidently say people will be affected by me not doing my job, though, I reckon. I reckon, like, okay, I'm going to throw a figure out there. I'm going to say 70% of the workforce is busy work. Ourselves yeah. included. Yeah. It's not furthering society. It's not improving It's just so anything, that we don't sit really. idle
1: enough to realize that there's no fucking point.
0: <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> we have gotten bleak early. Hey, one thing um, that came through this week, and it's something that you referred to a lot with the Sex and City 2 season guy, is I felt like we were putting the actors through our turmoil this week. Like,
1: I, You've I, got a sense of guilt.
0: Yeah, I felt like... They're kind of these mystical trapped beings, like a genie in a bottle that we insist on making perform for us every week. And I felt like, I was like, oh, I don't want to make them do it again this week. I hate watching it, and I'm sure they hate doing it. Yeah,
1: I understand the feeling. Um, And it's interesting because I remember being told off, not told off, but corrected multiple (laughs) times that... I need not fear that that's what's happening. So, yeah. welcome to my level. Uh, but
0: I, I, I understand there's no rationality behind it, but I got that no, but emotion. Feel, when you
1: feel it, you feel it, yeah, right? Yeah, true. The idea that you're making them go through their paces for the 35th time, and all of them are like, look, our performance isn't really going to change that much. Yeah. There's nothing for this. We've made the best movie we can with there the was, materials provided.
0: We often will do like a kind of karaoke style where we'll do the lines alongside the actors as they perform them. And you threw a line in which I thought was in the script as well today but wasn't when Paige gets in the car um, when they've just taken the house off of Tanya Romero and you said yeah that's what I thought which is also what I thought Paige was about to say but he never says it and I was like oh I thought he says that too I guess
1: he's like loosened up the reins this week and he's being a bit sloppy And then I rightly corrected you that I don't think the the, the producers and the directors and the the actors are getting sloppy. I would say our memory connection to and relationship with the movie. It's that whole Berenstein theory thing, though, isn't it? The Berenstein bears. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that well enough that we need not explain it. Yeah, definitely. Um, So now we're in a beautiful park. Uh, full of mangy birds. It's called. Uh, it's called Western Springs, and it's just a refreshing reminder that swans, uh, while beautiful and certainly, you know, the topic of a very important childhood fable, are very aggressive and terrifying creatures, not to be trifled with. I don't know that there is another bird mm. as confident as the swan. They look. Uh, they're they doing already. Look at that just eyeballing yeah, the shit out right. of us.
0: Especially these ones because they're tame to humans. I'm gonna take a. I think our selfie should actually be us probably with the birds. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna take a shot of us now. Go. Oh my god. Oh my god. That thing is coming for. Yeah. Me. See, that's scary. That is scary. <laughs> I thought right? the agreement. They're really big, you guys. That's the other thing you got to appreciate. The, I thought the agreement with these birds were we've got the um, pavement and they've got the. Um, everything what say we else. We go the
1: opposite way that the swans are blocking us from going. What's No, nah, hold it. No, nah, we respect the law nah, of the swan. We're, we've got
0: the pavement. We've only got a tiny bit of this park and it's the pavement. We've got it. I did not enjoy that. That big guy was really coming for it. We must have, you know what it is? We must have been in the way of it and its kids. I, I can't see any ducklings around, but that must have been what happened inadvertently. Well. Sorry, swan. Glad to say that we're through that now. It's a big black swan, by the way, everyone. Just put that in your head, and it's it's like honestly about stands at about two and a half foot,
1: and it's yeah, it's got this terrifying red beak and its beady little eyes, and it just looks right through you, looks cl- clean into your soul. Anyway, that's in the past now, so we can put that it that is there. in the past. Um, just to, I mean, I feel like the reason that we are travelling on foot is pretty much to do whatever we can to avoid discussing the details and the um. goings-on of the movie, I actually wanted to pitch you a sequel. Okay.
0: For for We Are Your Friends. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why this came to my head, but I really want to see it now. I want the sequel to be from the perspective of Paige Harrell's briefcase. Okay. Um, So, it's like... I don't know if it's quite first-person perspective or if it's shot kind of third-person perspective, but just quite close and we're following the briefcase all the time. But I want to hear what the briefcase here is? So, like, a lot of the movie, it's probably in a boot and it's hearing these muffled business conversations that are happening yeah. or...
1: Well, it, you know, when it's taken out of the boot, mm. it, it makes it into the house and it's sort of right there, privy to... Yeah. All of Paige's comings and goings. Dastardly dealings.
0: But I feel like the briefcase would be this lovely kind of conduit through um, Paige's life where he brings it into the strip club and he brings it into his business meetings and he brings yeah, so it home. you, are,
1: you I guess if you're making the movie, you're in charge of how connected Paige is to his briefcase. Yeah. But, I mean, certainly, to so I don't want to trample on your dream. It's a very bold, uh idea. And Artistic interesting vision. Idea. Is yeah. that the word you're looking for? I think it's, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say box office poison, but I could imagine it turning off a fair few punches. It's an art house project, guy. I'm not looking for big tickets. A sales. movie from the perspective of a briefcase yeah. that belongs to a shonky realtor who's trying to pass the spirit of lucifer into one of his employees yeah and what specifically i mean i know that you, you've talked about the rumblings that we hear business conversation through the through the car yeah um Are you asking what the plot is yeah like yeah yeah. pretty much what it is. i get that we've got a very unique perspective on storytelling but i don't quite understand what that offers us
0: well, I guess it's a more intimate vision than we get in We Are Your Friends. We Are Your Friends is kind of like a bird's eye view of a bunch of fuckboys together. And what I want is just one fuck journey. You I know? of see, of a, maybe a fuckboy turning into a fuck man, because I feel like with Paige Charelle there's a real sense of arrested development, not the show, the concept of he's kind of like a <coughs> like a man-child. Yeah, like he's just kind of trapped as being an adolescent.
1: Uh, you suspended adolescence. So he, yeah. has, he hasn't been willing to embrace the responsibilities or consequences yeah. of being an adult. So maybe this is
0: kind of, it's, it's like a coming-of-age tale told through the perspective of a briefcase, but also of a 40-year-old.
1: How old do you think Paige is? Yeah, 40 sounds right. Again, you've gone for a broader brushstroke than really hammering into... What exactly it is that this briefcase sees which makes it worth following? Okay. Well. Pa- sh- what, Paige is grappling
0: with maturity? Yeah, I think so. Because I feel like, I actually reckon Paige might have a wife that he just doesn't expose the rest of his worlds to. I feel like Paige has got lots of different worlds and he keeps them all separate. Like his strip club world and his social Yeah, world. yeah, yeah. Social of the club. I understand concept.
1: that people do this. It always seems crazy to me. Mm. The idea that he, he can't handle the idea of his worlds colliding.
0: The idea of um, whenever you hear those stories about people who have secret families and hidden
1: wives and stuff, I'm just like, who is the fucking time? Yeah. How, do you, how do you schedule that? How do you I pull that off? I think the reason that people can pull that off is surely that the, the adrenaline of what you're doing mm. and they're just bold-faced lying and like, Oh, we're really coming we're into in a pretty busy goose intersection now. Yeah. now. And we're about to pass a, what appears to be a school group of what? young kids. Geese? <gasps> also bigger Jeez. than I remember. Jesus. Come on, guys. Let's all just show, show the little respect out here, eh? <laughs> oh,
0: boy, they're big. They're big they and they're big. numerous.
1: If I was a child, <laughs> yeah, I can't begin to describe how scared I would be of a swan. They are truly formidable. Should we get Should we just out of the way? Yeah, yeah I think so. out of the way of... Uh, the I passing, think definitely. Mass. If uh, <laughs> this story gets reported in the news, we'll be the bad guys. So, I think if 100%. we can put as much space between ourselves and the children and the large birds as possible, yeah, then uh, maybe we'll all get out of this thing. Man, there's alive. a lot of them. I'd say, oh, i bird. I'll tell you why there's so many because we are walking bang smack into the middle of an adventure playground, Tim. Oh, yeah, that'll do it.
0: Might take a hard left here.
1: Yeah, I think uh, let's venture towards the The greener pastures of open space are devoid, <laughs> devoid of birds and children. Isn't that sad too? That that's where we're at.
0: A, what? Couple, of, a couple of cool dudes in their late twenties can't just hang out with some kids. You at can't a park. just
1: walk up to k- a kid with a microphone. Yeah. Well, you say <laughs> yeah, the microphone's a sad are state. careful. You, I remember, I uh, got very upset with me for breaching some sort of. Social law When I talked to a small child In a Kmart uh, In the Grove in Los Angeles One time Yeah I'm sorry It's because I'm skittish But that doesn't change my position That it's sad
0: That I feel We should be worried about it You know it's I can hold both of those it. things
1: Yeah uh, So what we have is Paige has got a secret family Hmm. Um, he's balancing a lot of Different aspects of his Not- life The only thing that breaches Maybe all corners of his life mm. Apart from Paige himself Is his briefcase Yeah I actually think
0: the name of the movie is The Briefcase. I know that seems kind of dull, It just
1: just feels like we're getting quite far away from the sequel that you were offering and much closer to a different and frankly terrible sounding movie. What, the coming of age tale of Paige Harrell? (laughs) As told by a briefcase. Yeah, that sounds fucking terrible, dude. (laughs) Nah.
0: Nah, we're still on track for that, I reckon. So, The Briefcase, I think we open up and we're in a strip club first. So, it's kind of... Um, we've got the opening credits. It's very dark because we start off inside the briefcase and we're just hearing the pumping beats of Rihanna Oh! while um, there's some murmurs on the outside, like muffled what, human voices. What,
1: uh, what Rihanna song? Hello,
0: small dog. <laughs> um, Found Love in a Hopeless Place. Is that the uh, name of that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that would be a strip club anthem. Um, <laughs> and... Look That's a beautiful swan. Look at that pure white one. That's
1: a goose. You oh, yeah. <laughs> My <bear>. <laughs> <laughs> Um So you know, you see a duck, and you're like, that's a reasonable-sized bird. And then you see a duck next to a goose, and you're like, ducks are tiny. Is that a duck or literally a speck of dust? And then you see a goose next to a swan, and you're like, oh, so birds will eventually take over. What I like about
0: this park, though, is that everyone's pretty much getting along. They've established the, <laughs> yeah. wait for it pecking water, yeah that's great but there's even like a lot of sparrows and stuff in here and they all just they get along yeah and uh okay a few so we got the briefcase um in the strip club and so we're immediately opening in the context of this lap dance that Paige is getting and i feel like from a visual point of view we can kind of oh maybe he opens up the briefcase and that's when we can see outside of it so it's like the camera's
1: pointing outwards from the so middle of it. So the whole the movie spine. is literally a camera inside a briefcase. <laughs> yes. So and microphone. If the briefcase is closed, yeah. we're just like, oh, wow. I finally know what it would be like if I was a briefcase.
0: Yeah, exactly. I haven't seen that movie yet. Have you?
1: No. This is breaking you know, brave
0: new ground. I think. But it's some, also a coming of age story yeah, of yeah, a 40-year-old yeah, 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 realtor. Yeah.
1: Oh, no doubt. Some movies, you see them and you're like, well, wow, I've never seen a story told from that perspective. I've never... I've never seen something like that. That is truly incredible and um, eye-opening. And then others, you're like, well, of course this movie wasn't made before because it's terrible. It's a terrible concept. What can you think of like that? I can think of one, and that's Cars. Where you thought it was great or bad?
0: Excuse me, I was, I was burping. Um, I can't even remember if I've seen it or not, but so many people comment
1: on that movie and the ridiculous premise of it. Well, that I was... I... Just, I feel like that fits into that category. It's just abiding the same premise as every other Pixar movie, which is, what if this had emotions?
0: Nah, but it's different. Like, um, our good friend Eli matthewson has got a great joke pointing out the flaw in the universe of cars. Uh, check out The Male Gaze, yeah. great podcast that he co-hosts, um, where it's like, it's cars all the way down. Like the cars which are the main populace of the universe are repaired by repairers which are themselves cars. Yeah. Which presumably get worked on by other smaller repairers which are also cars. And then who fixes those ones?
1: So like the, is the issue is that there's no hook into reality. You're living in a fantasy world. Well, yeah, I guess so. I just I like my universes humans, to be solid. Humans are involved or touch all the other worlds of Pixar films.
0: Hmm. Do they?
1: I believe so, yes. Let's, Let's head towards uh, the Toy Circle Story, of Friends. Yes. Oh yeah, that's a cool bit. Um, it's an area within Western Springs that we are slowly making our way towards, where I imagine we will sit and discuss the friendships within the film. Um, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, this briefcase movie, Yeah. while incredibly well fleshed out and very ambitious, Yes. sounds horrifically
0: bad. Ah. Uh-huh. Well we, I think it's going to come down to the editing to be honest because I think we're going to oh, be dealing with a lot of does. a lot of footage and I think we're going to plot that on someone's desk and whoever's desk that winds up on you're is going to determine whether this is Oscar this bait or straight for the turd bin. I think or as I call it the toilet.
1: You're gonna <laughs> yeah most people call it a toilet I don't think anyone calls it a turd bin. I've heard it. You' just got to put these guys in their little bin. There they are at home. There's nice no, uh, chair here. And here we are at the circle of friends. Um,
0: so each one of these rocks, guys, been paid for by a sponsor. That's
1: ridiculous. Why would you pay for a rock? Oh, because it makes a pretty bit of scenery. But they're free everywhere. But they're it's big. very confident of this group of friends to like buy a huge plaque in the middle of a public space and say, "This is our circle, <laughs> where we go." <laughs> Anyhow, that's all by the by. It's got a lot of names on it too.
0: What did you did you have a shining light for this watch of the film? And I'm putting you right on the spot,
1: even though we're on the No, moon. we are in the circle of friends, so I think it is important that we, we share our highlight of our time spent with friends. Tim, I didn't, and I'm going to come up with one for you right now. And the reason I didn't is I just couldn't crack the veneer of the film. I just couldn't break in. I couldn't break in there and hang out with the guys. Interesting. Uh, there was a guy at the... Um, at the looking pool, who is watching the building tension between Jarhead and the guy who's dressed like Hillary Clinton, bro? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's in the background, and um, he just looks with everyone at the party. He looks like the only guy who I'm like, I know that guy. That's my guy. Like if I was at the party. He's the guy I would talk to He's just in the background He's wearing a blue and red check shirt He's slightly out of focus Which I love I love talking to people Who are out of focus You love parties. blurry people You're very attracted um, to them And he's drinking a Sierra Nevada Which is a, a delicious pale ale With a green label That I um I can't get enough of And uh Everyone else at the party is drinking Corona, but not this guy. He's bought his own six pack of Sierra Nevada, presumably. A lot of people are jostling to say, Hey, can I swap one of my Coronas with your Sierra Nevada? And he's like, I'm making a $2 loss every swap, but yes. I'm a, a good, good guy. dude. Yeah. Uh, and he just sort of watches, um, not with even incredulity, just supreme indifference, as these two fucking idiots at this barbecue populated by fucking idiots, you know, have a tussle, fall into a pool, Break the cardinal rule of partying at James Reed's house, and he gave me something where no one else would this week. He gave me a shred of humanity, you know, a shred of relatability, and something within the film that I can hang my hat on. He was an oasis at the pool, mm.
0: which is a crazy idea, isn't it? Well, that's an oasis cold. is a body of water and a
1: like that you're very pleased to see.
0: Yeah, and a desert. Yeah, generally I think maybe always.
1: And like I guess the main mirage you would have is that of an oh, Oasis. No, we're good. Don't worry about that.
0: I was tugging at cables, everyone, just to fill you in. It's okay. Uh, so there's my shining light, Tim. Yours, please. Well, you'd have to say it was Paige's briefcase, wouldn't you? I certainly wouldn't, and didn't. You see um, it very briefly. Pretty much the only time you see it is when he throws it into the back of the car, which always. There's something about um, something weird about the visual of the briefcase being so small but he puts it in the trunk or boot as we say in Yeah, that heavy is, land. That, I agree that is interesting. Like I don't know what he was supposed to do with that because I guess you wouldn't put it in the front with you because Zachary's I always going to be riding shotgun. I put,
1: I put my backpack in the if there's no one in the back seat I put it in the back seat. Yeah. Easier access. I don't put it in the boot. Maybe that's what real
0: businessmen do, and that's what separates real businessmen from the business boys.
1: Maybe you're right. Um, to maybe that is. I think that's wrong, though. I think most of them, if they're driving without a passenger, would just put it in the front seat so they've got... like That way you're saving 5, 10 seconds when you're getting in and out of the car. You're not opening a door, shutting the door, yeah. opening the boot, shutting the boot. Yeah. You open the door grab the briefcase with your other hand, yep. walk out the door, shut one door. It's a one-door transaction. Yeah. You go into your meeting, you feel good, you feel efficient, you haven't wasted any time on your way in there. Damn right. But the briefcase for you this week really jumped out. The briefcase itself as an object was good. I
0: actually really like Page's belt as well. I haven't quite figured it out, but it's got like a metal bar that runs just across-wise. wearing
1: when he gives the inspirational speech.
0: Yeah. Uh, y- is it that one? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. It kinda about. looks like a almost an H, I think, from memory. It's a, it's like a yeah. metal long middle bar and then two vertical bars on the side and it looks cool. I know what you're talking about. Um
1: and if pages, so long as disc- my shining
0: light this week, Page's accoutrement.
1: Yeah. If we are talking uh highlights pertaining to Page, I noticed for the first time this week that there's a you couldn't call it an Easter egg or foreshadowing. It's just good continuity work. I don't know. I didn't watch the whole credits, so I don't know who to credit for this. But um, who was in charge of that? They, they put a yellow envelope full of cash in his back right or left pocket, and uh, you see flashes of it, and then he uses it at the end of the scene. And I just thought, you know, that's, that's Page's that's envelope. That's the Timbo and Guy that's, Guy. That's Chekhov's envelope.
0: <laughs> it is. No one will have seen that envelope, though, before, you know, when you were looking at the film on the first glance. No one's picking that no. up. That's for your thirty That's, the sort that's of for your watch number thirty, that's for your watch number thirty five, you know. That's Just the sort of attention
1: to detail that must be paid. Um, should we get back on the move, guy? Or yeah, do you I want mean, no, I mean seated? I quite enjoyed being in the circle of friends. It felt safe, secure, steady. But uh if you want to move, I'll move. We are still friends outside of the circle, right? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely We will always be friends. Uh, Even after one of us has passed away and the other one has roasted us at our funeral. Which is an arrangement that I had temporarily forgotten about and was reminded of just the other day. Were we talking about that at the potty fest?
1: Yeah, it's quite nice having that hanging over either of our looming deaths. Yeah.
0: It's it's reasonably, I don't know, is high stakes the word I'm looking for? I think it is kind of high stakes.
1: Yeah. Well, lucky for me, I refuse to engage in the idea that I am... I refuse to engage in thinking about my own mortality. Right. It's happening for as long as it's happening. Yeah. I guess... You know who thinks about their death a lot? Who? Not to
0: just keep shouting out people on the network, but Rose Matafeo. Man, she thinks about her own death a lot. Yeah. And then she, like, she turned that into a whole comedy show. Yeah, she did. She staged her own her funeral. funeral. Great show. What a thing. Great comedian. Um, I try to not think about my own... Death as well, as much as possible. I think it's kind of grim. Look, what are they setting up over
1: here? An open air Sunday session. It looks like this is where they were playing music at one point. Far out. No one there, like a zombie apocalypse. Ladies and gents, we've stumbled upon some kind
0: of abandoned, not quite a fairground, but as Guy said, an open air cinema venue space. That's That's where they screen different movies. Oh, very nice. Very nice indeed. What do you think of Somali this week, Bowl?
1: Uh, She actually, she brought it. Yeah? I didn't notice or not notice her performance. I had no issues with any of the delivery of her lines, her physical cues. Uh, I did notice the very clever editing technique that Maximum Joseph used ensuring that he would be able to use a close-up shot of her ample bosom Mm -hmm. while still kind of burying it under the pretext of art, which is I feel it was written into her contract... Um, that you can feature a close-up shot of my chest if, and only if, it is accompanied by a very loud and overpowering heartbeat sort of voo-voom, sound. At 128 so, BPM. Yeah, so, so as to um, distract from the fact that it's a gratuitous sort of, you well, know.
0: Well, actually, this is,
1: I don't mean to butt right in, but I have. I'm
0: sorry, and now I'm here. Yeah. Hey, okay.
1: That's you all in a here.
0: China shop, but one thing
1: that I welcome to my China shop. I truly do respect. What about are you looking for? A fine bone <laughs> china. One one well, thing. I imagine it would be very difficult for you to deal with any of these teacups with those gigantic hooves you have. Are you looking for a teacup? How would you do? How would you go about that if we you were mostly specialize in teacups?
0: If you if you were a bull and you genuinely did want um, to get some fine china, like what would the process be? Would you employ a human to kind of be your proxy? I guess, I mean... <laughs> or would you really just put your to mind me, to it and try and figure out a way? It's just
1: so insane, the idea that a bull is like, uh, oh, not I guess. It's like the one thing that you can't have is the thing you want the most. Yeah. Uh, look, that's neither here nor there. Maybe buttered- that's what
0: that saying's actually about. We've always interpreted it as being kind of like... In the, Something inevitably in the pers- is going to. Something's going to go wrong, and like you're the perspective. You, you are represented as the China shop owner, but maybe we are all the bull wanting the thing we can't have, which is uh, fine China. Very intriguing, me. It's thing. like how people misinterpret the pot calling the kettle black. What is that? So, like, I'm probably going to mangle this, but the actual entomology of that is because um, it's the pot seeing its own. Reflection in, in the, the kettle. kettle because kettles used to be made of chrome. I think of like like a very shiny, yeah, I see. Not quite chrome, but a shiny so metal. The, the pot and the pot, like, the pots were made of like a black cast iron. So it's not even like that's not even hypocrisy. That's just it's, it's you seeing yourself. It's not like both of us are doing something wrong. It's no, you're just seeing yourself fucking up. Wow, but I've that, never noticed that thing before. I've walked through
1: this place many a time. Um, that is interesting. And now a bridge. That we've uh, righted, uh, yeah. righted two <laughs> colloquial wrongs. I was going something with
0: that. You were butting in. Um, what I respect about Emily Radichkowski, um, just in the a bit of uh, information that you gather about the cast members by osmosis of people sending you stuff, is um, she is quite a ardent sex-positive feminist, and she's quite happy to... Get some cool naked photographs taken with, like, for a project of her choosing with a cool photographer and stuff, or engage in projects that she likes. And, yeah, wow, someone's burned this. Someone tried to burn this thing. Uh, yeah, that's certainly it's terrible.
1: Certainly looks very uh, abandoned, burned, <laughs> collapsed, and dangerous. Yeah. We're standing on a small, not quite jetty, but certainly um, it's a lookout, I think. Over yeah. a wow, well, kind of a halfway between a I swamp and a pond. There is also a shopping trolley within the pond, so it'd be fair to say that someone really wanted to make a point of disrespecting this yeah. particular part it's of the park. It's quite sad because I mentioned before all this got
0: kind of burned and very tagged. romantic. Lookout, beautiful, and now it just seems haunted and haunting. Anyway, all that to say, Emily Radishkowski, keep doing what you're doing. I respect you as an artist.
1: Oh, I, I felt there was going to be a broader <laughs> or supporting document. Just or you just you're just a fan of the career decisions she's made. Yeah. And
0: well, just while we're talking about her showing off her ample bosom, I don't think she needed any uh, contractual, uh, you know, specific conditions. She was just like, you know what, it's ostensibly an art house movie. I've read the script, maybe, or my manager has. It looks good.
1: Shoot she's, away. She's Shoot as you script. will. I respect you as a director to make those I calls. I just feel Maximum Joseph is constantly treading a fine line between like gratuitous. Um, I've never been like, in this bit before. Yeah, it's quite cool, eh? Yeah. Uh, exploitation of, of her very obvious good looks and also trying to balance that against the fact that it is, as you say, ostensibly an art house movie. Mm. And so to bury the fact that. That shot of her breasts is to service the presumably teenage audience that the movie was targeting. Yeah, yeah. He puts a heartbeat underneath it, and then it's like, but it's so much more than breasts. Guys, it's representative of a heartbeat at 128 beats per minute, the exact rate at which you can literally control a person in every facet. You are, of course, right. Hey Tim, can I just say that we are both right. (laughs) We're also good friends. Which
0: is the whole point of the stinking movie and the stinking project. Um,
1: Do you well, think they yes. called the movie We Are Your Friends after the Justice vs. Simeon song We Are Your Friends? Yeah. Definitely. Because without question. Is the movie about friendship for you? Um, no. There's it no isn't. there's not a single instance of like functioning friendship within the film.
0: No. There's no example of like friendship prevailing. No. I mean, the closest like, we get, I guess, is James Reed from The Feelers taking pity on Zuccoli after his fuckboy antics kill his friend. Maybe? And letting him do something. I feel like that's.
1: I mean, I guess we're getting into the, the conversation about altruism and whether or not it can truly exist because I feel James Reed's actions there are as much. Sorry, to, which James Reed are we talking about? James Reed from The Feelers. Mm-hmm. Uh, his actions in that moment are as much to. Compensate for the bad things that he's done, as it is to genuinely give Zakoli a leg up. He's trying to save his own soul. Yeah, through doing good by Zakoli. Like, I don't. I don't think we've said it before. So again, Zeccholi is literally party to what is manslaughter. Yeah, and the consequences are zero. He yeah. buries the body.
0: Yeah, he does. He's he is allowed to lay some of the first. I'm, I Soil. don't know what the correct term is. Yeah, but laying that dirt on the coffin. That's a that's a position reserved
1: for very close people, you know, at a, at a burial. I just feel <laughs> like I get it. There's a very catchy dance song called We Are Your Friends and the movie is about dance music. But there are four guys in it who are friends.
0: Uh, but it's like that's it. It's not about friendship. Don't be fooled by the title. Don't judge this movie by its title. No. It's just got the song in it. Unless you judge the movie to have
1: the song in it, in which case... Do you, you know what would correct. be a better movie? What's that? We Are Your Friends mm-hmm. Same movie yep. Same opening yep. All the way up to them flyering for their gig social The song We Are Your Friends plays Wait a minute So the first like six minutes Yeah yeah The song the We Are Your Friends plays mm-hmm. The song finishes As they finish promoting the forthcoming gigget social Yep The movie ends It's not a movie It's just a video clip for the song We Are Your Friends <laughs> I see Directed by Max Joseph Yeah and it's like, instead of giving Maximum Joseph a whole movie to make, they gave him a video clip to remake. That one looks real. Test. Oh no, he's just taking a shit. I thought he looked confrontational, but he was just taking a poo. There's a lot of bird shit in this park, and that is yeah. unsurprising because birds do not abide the same. They're everywhere too. Guarded and embarrassing norms that we've imposed upon ourselves with regard to going to the bathroom. Do Although, I- in saying that, I would be. Probably not very cool if all of the humans in the park were also free to shit when and where they please. Oh,
0: tell me about it. That wouldn't be my cup of tea. It's a nice little park they've got here though, eh?
1: It's one of my favourites to run through for the company of the birds. While I am scared of them. (laughs) You want to go through them at a quick pace. You don't want to just slowly jaunt through. Do you think you could outrun a
0: swan? Oh, no, no. Not if it took flight. They look like quite ungainly flyers, but... Yeah, but that's almost more dangerous. It's like how a blunt knife is more dangerous than a sharp one. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think what a bird would, do, would always intend to do is swoop at you and pull out at the last moment. But a swan's not that accurate, so it might actually just fucking nail you. Yeah. Fly right into your face. Fi- Have you ever seen that, um, who was it? Fabio got smashed on a roller coaster by like a pigeon?
1: Fabio the model?
0: Yeah. I have not seen that Oh it is Insane There's like I don't think there's a video of it I think there's just A still image of like A dead bird Exploded on Fabio's face On a fer- On a um, Wait So roller coaster. like
1: moments after it happened Someone managed to get a still photo Well
0: it might have even been One of those ones That they take automatically You know I see I don't know I can't remember The finer details Except to say that Fabio exploded a bird On his face On a roller coaster. How so, wild is that It's all good stuff Tim Shall we visit the Eels as we put a pin in this thing? Yeah, sure thing. Um, the Eels give me one emotion and one emotion only. And it reminds me of a little ditty, which I will sing with you now. Gettin God damn right, it's a Santa beautiful Mano Mano day. uh uh-huh. James God Reed. God damn right, it's a beautiful day. Uh-huh. Oh, it's what that song was by Beck and it's Ooh,
1: not. No, it's, it's by the, the Eels.
0: Eels. Now I get it. That um, was good from you.
1: Real good. Certainly, Tim. Let us get sentimental. Yes. Uh, of course, James Reed from the Feelers, from the movie, without knowing that Zakoli's just had sex with his girlfriend, hmm. does decide to get a little sentimental and gives Zakoli a self-serving gift contained within the confines of a MacBook Pro box.
0: Now, I'm just gonna. I'm actually gonna let you take the reins on this, but I am gonna say as well before you do that something I noticed this week. Is James read from the feelers? Exact words are: I may or may not have gotten a little sentimental. Oh, and I think that we've kind of missed that every week, but it's real. We have missed that every week. Yeah. So think about that guy. I am thinking about it. I'm
1: just gonna, before we get into the details, have a quick look out for an eel. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. They're down
1: there, mate. Look at them all swimming around. Oh.
0: Oh, and beautiful ducklings
1: over here. This looks like a disaster about to happen. It certainly does. I always understood that eels and small birds were not good bedfellows.
0: I guess the eels are um, calm eels. You know, friendly eels. They get a pretty healthy diet of bread, I believe. So That's why I love. Everyone's getting in on it. Man, look at that accumulation of uh, bird poo, though. It's incredible how it just cakes together like that on the water.
1: Um... Bread truly is what unites all species.
0: Isn't it? Except for the gluten intolerant, which I have a newfound respect for people with those sorts of conditions and irritable bowel syndrome,
1: etc. since recently contracting gastro. Well, I think that's a detail we'd be best served by avoiding, Tim, and I will instead discuss the details of what exactly is in this MacBook Pro box. You are correct in saying this gift is not remotely sentimental. He was actually trying to say, I may have gotten a little vengeful. Oh. For while we think Somalia and Zicoli have gotten away with the perfect crime of boinking on a hotel bed in Las Vegas Sin City Bay Bay. That's a verb I've not heard in a few months. The fact of the matter is they did in fact use James Reed's American Express to book the hotel room. Mm -hmm. In and of itself not a specifically damning crime. But it's room service the next morning. Yes. That's the tell. First of all, you're like, okay, you booked the honeymoon suite for one night. I kind of understand that. <laughs> okay, you want to star, uh, what is it called, starfish out on the beach yeah, yeah. very well. It's, it's, I'm, <laughs> it is it's. I'm slightly extraneous. Like, it's a bit of a waste because you were there. What, it says here you arrived at 1 a.m. and checkouts at 10. I don't think you can extract maximum value from it. guy, <laughs> <laughs> just...
0: You just got fully swooped by a uh, cicada.
1: Yeah, It I, I, came right for you. I reacted very casually by ducking <laughs> about one meter towards the ground before swooping back up. Um oh boy. Jesus. Oh, spray, shut up. <laughs> it's all happening now. Yeah, you're a goose. Yeah, I get it. So he says, look, I understand the nature of this booking. Uh, you know, you might have had some drugs. You are making pretty... Fast and loose decisions Mm. But it's the It's the room service Which really gets me It says here You ordered a cheeseburger With fries And a side of avocado And some pancakes And that's not exactly What's got me curious What's got me really curious And suspicious here Is I'm very good friends With all of the bellboys At that hotel Oh no And Inside of that MacBook Pro box Is a photo of the two of you in robes looking decidedly postcoital, What have you got to say for yourself? Shit. It's over, man. The dream is over. James Reed knows exactly what's happened. I'm very sorry to tell you, Zakoli. Get the fuck out of my house. What would be a nice touch as well is if the photo that he's got is one frame,
0: right? Like it's one shot. But he's done it up like those photo booth ones. So there's a whole page of it with different filters on and it's covering a whole page and then there's like another printout with it laminated another one where he's made the eyes all big like they do and the Japanese photo booths and so he's really he's had fun with it.
1: Well yeah I mean he's heartbroken but he has had a bit of fun at least dressing up the heartbreak. But what happens next? Do you think then he takes the opportunity to punch him in the face like he does in the bar? Well no Zicoli opens the box and I think James Reed from The Feelers, he's a pretty sick guy yeah, and I think what happens is Part of the way he deals with the heartbreak. Remember that this guy's hands aren't exactly clean. He's been running around town. He was boinking two Ukrainian acrobats. That's true. At the very same time, and at least I think n- locking lips with another woman who th- we saw at the at the club. I don't think he physically reacts to what's happened. I think he. Um, oh, you want to see an elephant? Can we see them
0: from here? Yeah, come here. I'll show you. Not all the time, but sometimes if you time it right, if you go up to this bit. Yeah, We're just on a bit that borderlines the zoo, ladies and gents. So there's a bit in the fence, now that they've trimmed the trees back, where you can sometimes see the elephants for
1: free. Yeah. It smells like we can see the elephants. I'm to tell you, rich. I don't think an elephant would very much enjoy life in central Auckland. They're better known for <laughs> roaming the plains of Africa. I hear Um No, a zookeeper oh, certainly...
0: Sometimes when they're being like fed and washed, you can see them at this bit.
1: But it sounds like there's a show going on. You promised me an elephant. All I can see is a small chicken. I'm sorry. Uh, I think what James Reed does though is part of the process, not even the grieving process, but just the vengeance process, is he watches Zakoli and Somali stammer their way through an explanation. He watches the two of them sweat. He watches them struggle. Then you've got Zakoli saying, well, you haven't exactly been the perfect fucking boyfriend either. And he sort of lays lays bare, and this is a pretty bad move because he's also breaking the heart of Somali twofold by revealing these details. Mm-hmm. And then you've just got this sort of absolute mess of emotion, truly, um, for our British listeners, an Eton smash or an Eton mess? What's the name of that pudding? I don't know. Neither do I apparently. <laughs> but um, and that's the fallout of it. It's just the three of them, you know, emotions hanging out, tongues hanging out. And then for no real reason, James Reed and Zaccoli start making out pretty Sorry, which James Reed are you talking about? From the feelers. Uh-huh. Starts making out pretty intensely with Zaccoli and suddenly oh. says, Stop.
0: Can we all just stop this, please? Oh, my God. This is like a psychosexual, almost yeah.
1: Fifty Shades torture scenario. And they say, we cannot stop. For the heart wants what the heart wants. And Zaccoli opens his shirt. He unbuttons his shirt and reveals where his heart once was. A gleaming, erect penis, cast in gold. What the hell? Come on, man. And then he undoes his trousers, and where his penis once was, a raw, beating heart. Jesus Christ, guy. And Somali says, That is, undeniably, one of the most fucked up things I've ever seen. And Zakoli says, What are you talking about? We made love two nights ago. Do you not remember? And she said, Not like this. And did she say it twice? Not like, like the this. the woman in the Matrix. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, <laughs> I really painted myself like into a pretty perverse and bizarre corner here, Tim. No, you're just
0: remembering what happened in the movie, though. I'm not putting this on you. Oh, no, I just I I didn't just, remember when it when I, when
1: I say it out loud, back to you. Yeah. It feels weird. You get out of it, Mr. Swan.
0: Well, that's on Maximum Joseph, you know. The guy's got a sick mind. But yeah, God, I, guess, I want to talk to him. He did a Reddit AMA, and some people tagged us into it, and uh, I was like, "Dude, you gotta, you gotta come talk to the boys." The he doesn't want to hear would about you? it, though. If I was a film director, would I talk to two fuck boys from New Zealand who've watched my movie thirty-five times, <laughs> almost three I dozen times do now? No, I don't think I would. No, nah, I would. No, nah, of course I would. Because you're coming funny. at it
1: from a very different perspective. Because hypothetically, so. if you've made this movie, you've also got the backlog of podcasts that you've made. So you kind of understand where the people who have done the podcast are coming from. But well, this guy's just true. like, what the fuck but, have you made nah, apart from
0: a mess? I would, I, would, I would go on the podcast regardless because I back myself. Like, if someone had made a podcast about a movie I made where they just shat on it for 52 weeks, I'd be like, yeah well yeah what the fuck did you expect why did you watch a
1: movie 52 times yeah. it's not how
0: movies work you I idiots
1: <laughs> or no yeah. No one is better equipped to come in and dismantle the construct of this podcast better than one of the hosts of this podcast
0: yeah or the director of the film yeah <laughs> was, yeah well like, I just think in, in, no matter which direction the podcast had taken that had been made around two people watching the same movie again and again I would walk in there as the director and just take it you know and be like Whatever. This doesn't affect me. I make movies. It's yeah. a lot better than making podcasts.
1: Well, is that true? Who's, yeah, who's it to is. say? I am. Okay. Interesting. Uh, well, I've got to tell you, Tim, that's about all we've got time for. Absolutely.
0: It's you, been a delightful jaunt in the great outdoors with you. It has been a nice bit of fresh air. You may have noticed that we did not have our regular um, sponsorship message this ah, week, yeah. and that is because we've got a little uh, press, play sit- uh, or press pause situation on our sponsorship deal. So, if you're the uh, owner of a business out there and would like an ad on uh, Worst Idea of All Time, let's talk.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Get let's talk. And to the good folks at Audible, uh, you got a great product out there and you got to choose the right guys to promote it. And I, I do still think we can be those guys. That's all, that's all we'll
0: say about that. So... Thanks for listening. Thanks Guy for listening. and I have both got a lot of comedy shows coming up in our neck of the woods, which is the South Pacific, New yeah, Zealand, and Australia, um, both separately and also a few uh, live uh, uh, podcast shows. We're this one. I'm not being very specific. So all that to say, go to our websites. Which what's are, what's your website? My, Tim? my website is
1: timbat dot co nz. Cracking, and mine is Guymont Comedy com. I am starting to perform in Brisbane, if you're there. Uh, Brisbane, Queensland, as soon as March 14th, which is just around the corner. So please, come on down. It's going to be a great time. We, lo- we genuinely love all of you. Thank you so much for listening. Tell
0: your friends to listen. Um, I'm not going to say leave us a review because everyone says that, and it makes me feel dirty nah, when I hear do, it. No, but do, because we never ask for that, and I mm. think
1: that makes a difference somehow.
0: It makes a huge difference, actually. There you go. Propels us up into the other, upper stratosphere of podcasts.
1: Fairly well. Bye.
0: Ow! This movie's still fine. There's a One of them dies, that guy's screwed. One of them's a hothead, his name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. <laughs> You forget that films are supposed to have a point.
1: Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try the male gaze? It's the male gaze.
0: Oh yeah, I guess Ash's defining characteristic is that he wants to catch them all. And if, so does everyone. don't we all? We all want to We're catch all them all. We're all on grinder trying to catch <laughs> them all.